0: Bonjour, bonsoir, it's almost evening here in Paris, tout le monde, everyone. Today's topic is what I have learned as a female American entrepreneur in France. This is part of a new series of talks that I started giving over the summer called the Paris Lessons. And this conversation that we're going to have today is actually, um, it's a revisited version of a talk that I gave at a business school here in Paris a couple of months ago, entitled, The Six Keys to Building Creative Success. This talk, uh, again, was for a business school audience, so it was really uh, based in practical principles for starting your business. Today's talk, I'm going to, it's going to be based in that initial conversation, but I'm going to add to it specifically what I've learned as an American in France what I've learned as a woman in France. And what I want to do, particularly for you, my Anglo Anglophone, Anglophone audience, is to not only shed light on these beautiful qualities of French culture that are really lovely things to incorporate into your own entrepreneurial journey, but also to help you celebrate the things about um, Anglo-Saxon culture that are very, very pertinent and inspiring and and in my mind, essential when it comes to starting, to creating, to nourishing, to evolving your business or your projet, as we say in French. In French, it's very important avoir des projets to have projects in life. And um, you know, oftentimes, although French is beautiful as a business, I still refer to it as my projet because there's this maternal aspect to it. Right? It's like my project, my my baby. So let's get right into the steps and then what I'd love to do is open this up to a QA conversation at the end to hear how these steps resonate with you, to uh, take any questions that you might have about my journey specifically or you know creating a business in France or even creating a business in the United States. So the six keys for building creative, Success. Those of you who have worked with me as a French student, you know that I infuse meaning in everything I do. That includes all of the words that I choose. So the six keys for building creative success. Building is in the title of this talk because the ing, the gerund implies it's something that we are constantly doing. There's never, we never really arrive where we want to go. We're constantly in creation as entrepreneurs and building step by step by step by step, right? This means having a vision. This means having faith. This means having patience. This means knowing when to dive in. This means knowing when to let go. The process of Building, of constructing, construire is the way that we say to build in French, is a long process with many different stages. And it's a simple process, right? If you will. You know, it always comes back around again, advancing further and further each time you get around to the same point. Creative success. This is so important to me because it's much more dynamic than just talking about success in general. Plus, success means many different things to many different people. Creative success. Building creative success, is. this thought is so inspiring to me, and the idea of helping other people to do this moves. success. Creative meaning unique, creative meaning organic, creative meaning living and breathing, Creative success to me is the type of success that will inspire you and give you freedom by inspiring others. So the six keys for building creative success. Number one, one of my favorite quotes is by the American composer John Cage. Two words, begin anywhere begin anywhere. The first step is to begin. Remembering that creativity has neither an ending nor a beginning. It's cyclical. It's circular, right? Creativity has neither a beginning nor an end. What do I mean by this? Two things. Timing is everything, and sometimes the, the beauty of our timing is is beyond us. In my case, for example, when I decided to create French is Beautiful, I was sitting in my kitchen in Los Angeles. I had just finished an online course that I'd taken with someone. I had just uh, you know come back from teaching one of my one on one French lessons in LA, and I had this idea, you know, I could I could teach French online. I could create a digital French school. I could create a platform that would allow me to have, you know, an audience beyond what I can even imagine today. And a new kind of audience, a new kind of audience that would connect people that not only love French culture, but love French language, you know, so enriching the people who are already studying French through culture and inspiring the people who are already connected to French culture to hopefully learn French. So I had this idea. And for me, having that idea was really the moment where I began, right? A couple of short months later, I actually began giving classes online. Um, but for me, that magical moment where, the, where I had the idea was where I began begin anywhere. It's so easy when something means a lot to us, when we have a projet, when we have a project, when we have this entrepreneurial baby that we're getting ready to birth to, you know, we're afraid, we're afraid of it not being, not matching. I don't want to say not being successful because again, success, what is success? It's so subjective, but we have uh, these fears of it falling short of our expectations. We have fears of being judged, you know, all these natural human things. We can very easily create reasons to stall And oftentimes these reasons to stall come in the form of actually good reasons, things that have to do with planning, things that have to do, um, you know, with being logical. So watch yourself, watch yourself, ask yourself, am I procrastinating out of fear? And as I said a few moments ago, sometimes the, the beauty of our timing can escape us. It can be beyond us. You know, I created French is Beautiful at a time in my life when I was getting ready to finish the Los Angeles chapter of my life. And I was dreaming of of a new audience and dreaming of more personal freedom. I was dreaming dreaming of a new audience because I'd also been working as an actor. So I'd enjoyed having an audience working through film, uh, television, theater. I've always loved... Uh, you know, the art of expressing myself in front of a group of people in the hopes of inspiring them. I was looking for a new audience, a new way to do that. And also personal freedom. You know my my many of you have heard my my talk about you know big dreams and little dreams. What I thought was my big dream at the time was to be able to spend a month out of every year in Paris. Well, once I gave myself permission to live that dream, it turned out, but that was a tiny dream compared to the big dream of moving to Paris, which I did about uh, a year and a half after starting French is Beautiful. So begin anywhere. Don't be afraid to begin. And this is where, as Anglophones, your culture, your native culture will really, really Serve you. Now, I'm going to speak in very general terms about French culture and specifically American culture. I say Anglophone culture a lot, but what I really am talking about is American culture because obviously I'm American. I'll be speaking in general terms. Um, you know, of course, these observations I have don't apply to everyone in both countries, um, and these are based on my experience. Being an entrepreneur in France, and you know, talking for example to the business school uh, that I was at in the in the winter, speaking, giving this talk, uh, talking with friends that are thinking of you know they have a project they want to start, uh, going to conferences here for entrepreneurs, I've really realized that as an American, we have a, a great quality that's so inherent in us that it's we don't even I didn't reckon, I didn't see it in myself, which is why. I think it's really important for me to share my perspective with you because I want you to celebrate it in yourself. We are very action oriented we are a very action oriented culture. We get things done um, in a in a very timely manner. This is very useful you know it's actually uh, um a very masculine quality, if you will, you know, to, to be in action, to have an idea and put it in action. So many of the American entrepreneurs that I know, at least in my personal network and at events that I've attended um, are people that have these uh, really amazing stories of you know truly building something from nothing because they were in a you know, situation where they needed to create revenues really quickly or because they just had a big vision and they and they and they weren't not that they weren't afraid to go for it. They just couldn't think of any reasons not to. Now, French culture, where we're more action oriented, they are more introspection oriented, which has its own merits. Also, uh, much more oriented towards planning, planning every detail, every every different stage of a project before really launching it. Um, you know, they are culture that it's funny as Americans, I always tell my students, we, we smile so much more than French people because it's very important to us to reassure people and for us to show people that we like them. So in that way, on an interpersonal level, we care very much what people think of us, but when it comes to um, a professional level, we can be much more um, self-assured than the French, the French care very, very much about their professional image. So for them, being an entrepreneur, announcing a project to the world um, can be a scary thing. And so a lot of comfort can be taken in planning, you know, in, in limiting the chances of experiencing losses, whether it's a financial loss or um, you know a loss concerning your reputation. Also, French culture, we see this in, in their education system. Um, you know, you choose at a very young age, what you want to be for the rest of your life. And this has changed a lot lately, but if you, if you just, if you change your mind along the way here in France, you, um, may be subject to quite a bit of judgment or looking like you're not that organized in your mind, you know, being organized here is a very big deal. Looking like you not know, looking like you may not know what you want, which is a, you know, those of you who heard my talk last week on self-confidence, you know that knowing what you want is one of the pillars of self-confidence, French style. So, you know, I know from the the conversations I've had with French people here about entrepreneurship, I know that, um, you know, it's not just my path in particular. I know many American entrepreneurs who've had a similar path as far as having an idea and launching it a couple of months later without having any sort of outside financial investment. That's very inspiring to them here because that, you know, that just, that seems very wild, Um, you know, lacking structure. And I think that a great thing is to, to really value the qualities of your own culture that you're born with that value those qualities that are going to serve you as an entrepreneur and stay open to other ways of doing things that may help you. You know, no, nothing is black or white. For me, I've realized that it was very important actually for me to keep this sort of go-getter. Um, no fear, I say in air quotes, because no one's fearless. It may be, um, if there's nothing else that you take away from this conversation, I want to say right now and hear that... Um, you know, there were many moments along the way where I was afraid that French is beautiful wouldn't work. You know, there were moments where I, you know, along the way where I thought, you know, what if it doesn't work out? What if I end up being this person who, who, you know, bet everything on a, on a dream and lost everything. So I think it's, there's a lot of myths surrounding, um, being an entrepreneur and, and success. And, you know, especially I love social media, but, um, you know, there's a, there's a risk with really image driven. And I mean, literally like photographic driven, driven, um, platforms like Instagram. We love Instagram because it's dreamy, but you know, again, if you were in my talk last week, you heard me talk about the importance of embracing everything, you know, the, the, the light and the shadow, you know, um, yes, it's all dreamy and, and yes, um, it's aspirational, but you know, life is life. (laughs) It's a full pie. It's not just a piece of the pie. So um, I really feel compelled at this stage of uh, being an entrepreneur in my life um, as a woman and as a human, as an American, and also just as a citizen of the world to, um, you know, to dispel any of the myths about about luck and sort of things just working out when it comes to entrepreneurship, because it definitely, definitely is a journey. And I think knowing all that um, actually is a wonderful reason to begin anywhere, begin anywhere. You don't know, you don't know what's going to happen and that's what's beautiful about the journey. More about that a couple of steps later. So for me personally, before we move on to the next step, I, I know that for me, it's been wonderful to keep this in value and recognize in myself, appreciate about myself, um, this go-getter action-oriented uh, way of, of doing things, but also to start to have more faith in the beautiful effects of time, letting more time come into my action steps. You know, I don't think it's great to... Just throw spaghetti on the wall. And I don't think it's great to over plan and avoid your launch. But I think a balance between the two is really, really, really nice. You know, um, I think as Americans, a lot of times we see time as our enemy. That's why, you know, there's so much talk about people slowing down more, uh, getting more rest making more time for themselves. And the French really see time as a natural element. I I was saying to a student at a cafe the other day, for me, the French see time as the fifth element, a force beyond our control, right, that plays in everything we do, whether we want it to or not, and that actually can be our friend when we honor it. So, you know, it's great to be action-oriented, but don't force things. And it's great to... Plan ahead and, and allow time to be your friend, but don't allow time to be your... Um, don't allow time to, to mask your fear of starting. Step two, éviter or avoid perfection, la perfection. There's a wonderful, wonderful Saint-Exupéry quote that I love. He wrote Le Petit Prince, The Little Prince. This is not from The Little Prince, though, but perfection is achieved not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. So for me, this applies to being an entrepreneur because, you know, we think of, you know, the the nothing more to add piece. We are planning, 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 planning as entrepreneurs. We want things to go so, so well. Um... Thinking of new products, thinking of new partnerships, and I think that uh, the irony is, is that success doesn't necessarily come when you found the magic cocktail of, you know, the best selling products and and the huge social media audience and you know the way to craft your emails. But I think success comes when there's nothing left to take away. The nothing left to take away, I think, are um, these these fearful thoughts these ways of controlling one of the greatest lessons for me has been to really trust my intuition as far as creating, um, offers to also, you know, trust my clients and my audience to tell me what they're looking for. You know, if we were able to bring a specific product to market and have it you know, and have everyone buy 10 of them around the world, what would be too easy? The key, I think, to creating a product or an experience that inspires people, right? Because that's, that's ideally what we're all trying to do is change people's lives. In turn, giving you the success that you're looking for, whether success to you is is freedom to live forever, Freedom to be able to pay for you know the experiences you dream of having, um, you know, uh, the ability to to um, help your family, meaning be spending more time with them or perhaps helping them financially. Whatever success is to you, you're going to find that success by touching as many people as possible. And just like in a relationship, a successful relationship does not happen when one person is controlling everything. So when those when there's when there isn't uh, when there's no longer a tendency to want to control in the equation, I think that that is really when we achieve perfection. And I think it's also, you know, the way that we can control, try to control also as entrepreneurs is, is you know, again, this notion of time, time being something that we control. Well, let's, let's again be inspired by the French and really respect and honor time and know that if we try to control it, it's our enemy especially personally, I can tell you as an entrepreneur, uh, you, you know, there are 24 hours in the day. (laughs) I know what I'm saying is really obvious, but there are 24 hours in the day of that. I highly, of those 24 hours, I highly recommended, recommend sleeping for eight of them, at least six. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's just self-destructive and, And, you know, there's no way that you can, that you can, um, captain or mother your business when you're also, um, you know, honestly, you know, destroying your health at the same time. That's when time can become your enemy, when you're trying to do more than you can do in a day. Also, because that's when you start to focus on the things that aren't that essential, right? Right. It's great to want to do 11 things during the day, but I bet you two or three are really essential for the business. And again, that's that letting go, recognizing what's important to me, Carrie Ann, maybe things that I want to achieve just for my ego versus what's important to to French is Beautiful and to the people that French is Beautiful touches. So that's advice that I wish I'd had earlier on, but it's, it's just something that I had to learn by experience. And being an entrepreneur in France has definitely helped me to have a healthier lifestyle, um, and, 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 you know, a richer personal life, you know, through learning the hard way and, um, you know, and not making a lot of room for a rich personal life, learning, learning, you know, what that, what that feels like doesn't, it doesn't feel good, right? Learning the hard way. That's how we learn. Living in France has helped me to have a much more balanced life. If I had continued French is beautiful only from the United States, I think that I would still be on this, you know, um, there's 24 hours in the day, but I only really need, you know, I don't need to sleep that much sort of mentality. Um, And again, you know, it's because in, in the United States, we are very much lauded for our, success. And here in France, we are, we are allotted for our life, actually, we're really seen as a whole person. And that can mean anything to you what being a whole person or having a whole life is, but, um, you know, and, and it's thanks to my friends here that, you know, I've, I really was able to see that. Uh, you know, the a lot of the success of French is beautiful it depends on the personal success of Carrie Ann and, and how healthy I am inside and out. So that's a wonderful, beautiful lesson to take away from the French. And when we get caught up in perfection, you know, that's when we we find ourselves in this race and time becomes our enemy. And we, you know, we just, we, uh, we want to be perfect. We want to be seen a certain way. Now, as I said earlier, you know, the French are definitely sensitive to this too, you know, wanting to have... Um, the perfect life, you know, beyond the perfect path, their culture, I have to say, um, is much more, um, French culture people, French people still have a, a lot more of the, the classic pressures that we had in the United States for a long time that aren't so much at the forefront anymore of, you know, going to the best school and marrying the right person and, and having, you know, um, very well-behaved children and living in the right neighborhood and having a country home in the right place. You know, this mix of of professional and material standards that are, are very intense. In and honestly, I have a lot of compassion for uh, French people in that respect because they're very hard on themselves because the society here can be very, very hard on them with their standards. And I think that that's why sometimes um, they need a lot more support in the form of incubators or, or uh, financial resources when it comes to launching a project, whereas in, you know, ironically, the French really value the individual when it comes to the opinions they have, but whereas in the United States, we really value the the individual as far as like their individual, unique journey. So we each, both cultures have our own battles that we are waging with perfection. My main point here is whatever your relationship to perfection is, do not let it Do not let it hold you back. The beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you don't really know where your project is going to go. When I gave this talk at the business school, I purposefully had slides up of some of the first videos that I put on French is Beautiful's Instagram and the students immediately started laughing and then they, and then, then, then they stopped because they felt bad because they felt like they were laughing at me. But that is why I put those slides on there. I showed them the French is beautiful Instagram today. And then I flipped to the French is beautiful Instagram, uh, two and a half, three, three years ago. And it is funny. The difference is funny. The quality in the videos is funny. The way I'm marketing myself as the spokesperson for French is beautiful is funny compared to, you know, the sort of the, 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 um, you know, the mood that I'm marketing, uh, French is beautiful with using my image today. And, you know, I wouldn't. Those, my point with those students was that those initial videos I made, I put so much thought into them and to me, they were perfect. And today I look back and I think that they're cute and I, and I see why people were engaged with them, but, but that's not how I see the project today. And the project has evolved. And I leave those videos up there to show people that you can begin anywhere and that you have to let things evolve. Otherwise, it's just like blowing out the candle of, of, of creation or of success. You've got to give things a chance to breathe. And that's what's exciting, you know, is watching your project evolve. I had no idea when I started French is Beautiful that, that close to 96% of my students would be women. I could have guessed. I could have spent a lot of time and you know, thought, well, I'll just market to women and see where that goes. Or, or today I, conversely, I could be beating myself up saying, oh, wow, if you'd marketed only for women and made something that was really, really feminine from the start, imagine where French and Beautiful would be today. I don't have either of those conversations because I, I know wholeheartedly today as an entrepreneur, that there are things that you learn about your project when your project meets the world. And you have to be open to that. And if you're hung up on being perfect, game over before it begins. My third step is really a practical step. Um, you know, just look for the void in in the marketplace. Cherchez le vide. Le vide is like the great wide open in French. I think that... Um, French people actually might be a little bit better at this than we are because, again, they are very logical and very into planning when it comes to their project. You know, they do a lot more market studies. Um, at least the the entrepreneurs that I know, you know, that are working on more of a, a solopreneur, as we call it, uh, level, as I was when I started. Versus I'm not talking clearly about someone who's, you know, this is the fourth company they've started and they have investors and they have a team from the get-go. Um, a lot of um, the solopreneurs that I know in the States, we – um, you know, we have an idea of what we want to do, what we want to do, right? And is maybe a little bit less focused sometimes on what the, the market needs in general. Um, I started French is Beautiful. I, I was lucky. I knew the market for online learning well because I was teaching people in French in person and a lot of the students that I was working with were asking me to, to help them um, as a supplement to online materials or audio programs they were already using, and based on my experience as a French student, my experience being a student in France, traveling to France, working for a French company in New York, um, I knew instantly what was what was missing, and uh, and then I went for that. I think that the important thing to remember when you are when you find that thing that's missing in the marketplace, right, is to is to then dare to bring it. Because it's easy to say, well, it doesn't exist, who would want it? I mean, you want, you want to be on the leading edge. You want to be creating things that people don't know that they need, don't know that they are missing yet. And I think, you know, that's also at this point um, in creating as an entrepreneur, when you have to ask yourself a very important question, a very important question, and you need to keep asking yourself this throughout your journey. Three words. Why not me? Why not me? I could have come up with, I mean, we could play a game. I could come up with 50 reasons why not me to, to create a new movement for learning French. a new way to approach language education in general. I could give you so many reasons, you know. The first of which being I didn't go to business school. (laughs) I studied musicology at UC Berkeley. I studied French literature in Paris. Now, yes, you know, one of my favorite quotes is that great Steve Jobs quote about connecting the dots looking back. You can't connect them looking forward. So now looking back, my path makes perfect sense. Sense, uh, but it's not a traditional path. It Makes perfect sense for you know what I'm doing in my life now. But it's not traditional. Um, you you may have the best idea about whatever it is that uh, you want to bring to the world about whatever industry it is that what you want to bring to the world is connected to. Why not me? Why not you? So in those moments of doubt or in the moments where, you know, you, th- you might have thoughts like, well, no one's done if So if this was a great idea, someone would have done it. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Why not me? Promise me you will remember that. <laughs> The fourth step, and this is really important. And I'm also going to talk more about being an expat here. Is surround yourself well. Surround yourself well. Entourez-vous bien, as we would say in French. Um, find a great mentor. I was so lucky to have wonderful mentors early on. Um, you know, find a mentor. Don't hesitate to reach out. Even offer to. You know, I offered to volunteer at marketing conferences because I didn't have the the means to attend these really high-level conferences with really huge thought leaders in marketing at the time. So, you know, I offered to, you know, exchange work hours for attending. And and that was the one conference in particular. It's my friend Joe Polish's conference. The, The conference is called the Genius Network. I was able to hear so many thought leaders speak. Uh, and and some of the principles that I use today are still from that conference that I attended back in 2014. And that was all because I, I wasn't afraid to ask. The worst Joe could have said was no. And he said yes. and um, And it really influenced me as an entrepreneur. So surround yourself well. Find a mentor start spending time with other entrepreneurs it's an interesting it's a very interesting journey you know you especially if a lot of your friends have salaried jobs it's important for you to to spend some time with people that are entrepreneurs because you may at times you will oftentimes find yourselves working when your friends are off for the whole weekend and they're very excited and just want to relax so you might find yourself feeling guilty you might find yourself feeling frustrated um, you may find yourself being judged or you may find yourself being jealous. Who knows? These are all parts of it. But I think it's really important for us to have examples in our lives of people doing what we want to do. It helps to render our dreams more uh, realizable, right? It really helps us to understand the, and from, a practical expen- from a practical perspective how we are going to get to where we dream of going. Where we dream of going, going. Again, like I said earlier, we never really get to the destination as an entrepreneur. We're constantly creating, and that's why it's great to surround yourselves with other entrepreneurs at all different stages. I have friends that you know are now on their fifth company. I have friends that are just getting started on their first, you know, all different stages, and it helps me to stay humble. I love giving back. I love helping people that are on a, at an earlier stage than I'm at. Um, and I'm so inspired by the people who are further along than I am. It helps me to see, to, you know, shed a light on, on my path that I'm on, but it also reminds me that we never, you know, it's, it is, it's about the journey. It's about the destination because the destination doesn't exist. And also, you know, creative energy, creative inspiration is, is really infectious. You know, you're just going to want to go bigger and, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the stakes get higher. And the responsibilities get bigger and that's exciting and you can do it. And the more you're around with people doing it, the more that you will know that you can do it. And I think it's wonderful that there's so many entrepreneurial groups in the States. There are so many beautiful entrepreneurial groups and conferences happening now here in France, both just for women and also, you know, for everyone in general, there's some wonderful incubators co-working spaces are great. You know, there's wonderful ones in the States. There's wonderful ones here. I love going there. It's great for networking. There's just that great entrepreneurial freelance vibe. And I'm, you know, honestly, at this point, I'm, I'm sort of ready to stop using the word freelance. When I talk about people who are quote unquote freelance, because being freelance is being an entrepreneur, right? Whether you're incorporated or, you know, doing things under, um, a self-employed, Umbrella. It's being an entrepreneur. Number four. You gotta dream. The fourth, the number five, actually, we're on number five. Pardon <laughs> the fifth step is to dream, right? Actually, wait, one, two, three, four. Oh no, no. Yeah, we're on we're on four. <laughs> Hello. The to dream but more importantly to revise your dream to give yourself permission to revise your dream because as I've already said this is just me saying it in a different way your, as your project will evolve your dream will also evolve just as my big dream to spend a month in France every year was actually my little dream Right? My big dream, which I wasn't ready to give myself permission to live because I didn't know how it'd be feasible, was to move to France, right? Was to move to France. My big, big dream. So you need to stay open to surprises. That's how we're ready to, you know, revise our dream. You need to have faith in the power of time, right? I think you also need to really be in communication with the people whose lives you are changing, the people you are inspiring. Communication is a very, very, very important part of evolution, And, you know, this is something that, um, it's been an interesting, uh, balance for me to find because, you know, it's, you know, obviously my project, my move to France took a lot of planning and, you know, and then what happens when you plan for something for you know, for a year, and then it comes to fruition, and then and then you are literally living your dream. We talk so much about you know the importance of living your dreams, but um, we don't talk a lot actually about what act, what living your dream means. It's a powerful experience, powerful because yes, there's there's happiness that comes with it, but powerful also because we realize that. It's not necessarily the living that brings the happiness. It's the excitement of the planning. It's the self-confidence that we uh, feel in the achievement of those plans. Living your dream is actually a very surreal experience. For me, what I realized when I was finally living my dream of living in France, having a business in France... Uh, you know, what I, what I really realized was that you've always got to keep letting your dreams evolve or be open to having new dreams because dreaming keeps us inspired. Dreaming keeps us happy. And honestly, dreaming keeps us alive. So, you know, this is this comment, this step is more about something for you personally that's going to nourish your business, something that's going to keep you in your you know the best version of you possible as a leader this this idea that having a dream or a vision whatever speaks to you more is essential and as you find yourself accomplishing your dreams you absolutely have to take time out and celebrate. The French are great at this. Champagne, champagne, anytime, <laughs> anything from you know something simple and administrative to something you know really beautiful and personal. Um, celebrate your dreams. Take time to reflect and give your permission to say what's next. You aren't. You are not um, betraying your dream by being open to having. Another one, a follow-up dream. You know, I found that in a way. I was so attached to my dream of moving to France and having a successful business in France that when I found myself living that dream, there was just this void in front of me and I was a little bit blocked, you know, and it was and I couldn't figure out why. And I realized that, you know, at, at you know, age uh, 38, 37, it was really at 37 when I started to have. These sort of thoughts um, that I'd realized that, like you know, I'd actually achieved my greatest dream of my life to date. My big dream. Remember, my little dream was to spend a month in France. Here, my big dream was to maybe one day move here. Move here, and uh, that was an that was an interesting experience. Um, and and people have you know asked me, you know, wow, you must have been so proud of yourself. You must be proud of yourself. You know, I didn't really have enough of those thoughts. Because, um, I was having more thoughts of like, wow, how am I ever going to top this? Or, um, what if this, um, doesn't, you know, what if like, if just that, how am I ever going to top this? And if you talk to people about their success, a lot of times when you, if you get someone to, to, you know, really open up to you about it, it's very it's a very normal i've learned through talking with other people reaction you know you, you hear of authors that have best selling books their first best selling book and then they're terrified to write another book right they're terrified to dream again because you know what if you don't top that so it's really important to remember that you're human to remember the cyclical na- nature of creation of being an entrepreneur to let yourself dream to let yourself have new dreams to let yourself Revise your dreams. It's okay. You're not betraying yourself. You're not betraying your project. You're not jinxing yourself. Um, Keep moving ahead, but please take time. Please take time to celebrate. Please take time to appreciate yourself. And then please take time to go somewhere quiet and think about what else you would like because you deserve that. And that's going to keep you inspired. And, you know, like I said, keep you in your best version of yourself as a creator and as a leader that makes sense great wonderful so i referenced earlier you know surrounding yourself well um, another really important of advice and this is something that i've learned more as an expat because this is something that um, you know that's what the stage of the business was at You know, I was not at a stage to have a team when I was just starting French is Beautiful in the United States. Um, And this kind of ties back into letting go of control. You know, welcome welcome a beautiful team into your life, into your project's life. There's going to come a crucial point in your project where financially it's going to make no sense for you to be taking on administrative tasks to save money because you know you can you can learn how to do them. No, and especially as an especially as an expat. So I'm talking now to the people on this call, because I know there's a few of you because you'd emailed me that are self-employed or have businesses in France. It is imperative that you find the right team. It is imperative, especially in France, to find what we call an expert comptable, an expert accountant. Accountants and lawyers have different functions here than they do in the United States. Find yourself an expert comptable to you know take care of all your paperwork to take care of it in a timely manner. That said as an expat though, even though I just said at a certain point, you know it's not financially um, uh, you know lucrative for you to be spending a ton of time doing things that aren't in your expertise. That said as an expat, you really do need to take the time to educate yourself. I have a wonderful accountant who handles my French business. I have a wonderful accountant who handles my French and personal taxes. That said, I have spent hours and hours talking with other expats about these issues, reading everything I can find online, because you know it's important to find people to uh, to rely on to take care of the tasks necessary for these different items. But at the end of the day, um, at least me with my personality, you know, I want to know, I want to understand why they're making certain decisions and I think especially as an expat you know being an expat is um, a very unique experience that's why it's important for us to to have a community and to support each other it is like a full-time job you are learning to live all over again with within another country system and as an expat business owner it's even more important now I am not an expert comptable so I'm not going to give any sort of advice about, about that, about doing business in France. But I will give those of you who are interested in that listening on this call um, a couple of different pieces, like a couple of different, like, um, you, know, um, you know, different uh, items or paths to start to, like, go down when it comes to these things. Um, you know, you really want to make sure that you know everything you need to know. About being self-employed, so having the micro-entreprise status. You want to make sure that you understand whether or not you have the right to declare expenses um, against what you declare for your social security. You want to make sure you understand the difference between Social Security and taxes in France and the different rates. And you may, if you have um, you know, if you're a self-employed person here, start to look at the possibility of incorporating. Right of creating what's what would the acronyms would be SASU or EURL. Again, I'm not an expert comptable, so I'm not going to tell you which one is right for you. Um, but start to look at those. Don't be intimidated. Again, look at the difference in the security, sécurité sociale, the social so security charges, and the taxes. Depends also on how many um, expenses you have for your business. Um, if you don't have a lot of expenses, you may just want to stay self-employed. If you do have a lot of expenses, you may want to look at incorporating. Don't let your intimidation by what you don't know preclude you from making um, a, 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 an important decision for your business's future and for your personal finances, the future of your finances, especially if you're you know really planning to to stay in France and and make your life in France. So I just touched on something very important and it's my my closing remark, sort of the the added um the added sort of surprise step which is sort of the least obvious but i think the most important which you know is also my way of saying you know all of this you have to you ultimately have to learn for yourself and this is just my experience and um and and i hope that this has shed light on things that um you didn't know very well or maybe i brought to light some things that you didn't even know you didn't know that said this last step is to always be aware that there are things that we don't know i found as a french teacher i found as an entrepreneur the things that and i found as a as a human being living a life it's not the things that we know we don't know that that block us it's it's this notion that like there may be things we don't even know we don't know that can really terrify us and keep us from launching a project or making a decision or asking questions or or reaching out to that person for a meeting it's those things that can really you know keep us sort of stuck so instead of being afraid of those things first of all we can never know everything and that's part of the path of being an entrepreneur that's definitely part of the path of being an expat entrepreneur if I had it to do all over again, there are certain things I would have done differently, um, but I can't do them and it's fine. And I'm, and I'm very happy with um, the way that things are unfolding, but you know, you, you can't always know everything. So be open and soft around the idea of, you know, these things, these things that are floating out there in your peripheral vision that you don't even know, you don't know. Um, This is going to, serve you tremendously. And this is how, you know, this idea of, um, being open to surprises is going to help you in your personal path as an entrepreneur, but also your business. Um, you know, I can plan as much as I want to, I can, I can reflect and meditate and use my intuition and and use my skills to make the best decisions possible for myself and my business. Um, But if I'm not open to the magic of the unknown, the new people that are going to come into my life, the new things I'm going to learn that maybe might shake everything I believe about a certain decision I've made, um, then I'm really going to be robbing myself of tremendous opportunity for growth and potentially robbing my, my project, my business, my baby of potential opportunity for evolution. So remember that. Remember that. You know, there are things that you don't know you don't know. And that's not scary. That's exciting. Very exciting, actually. You know, to go full circle, I was saying this to someone the other day. If you told me in May of 2014 when I ran my first French class online that, you know, say you came to me and you said, Carrie Ann James, you... You have to uh, move to France with your business in October 2015. Make it happen. I think I would have passed out with stress. Because I don't think I would have believed that it was possible. I don't, th- I, didn't, I don't think that I'm not even sure that I would have believed that I would have been able to make that happen, even if I had known how it could be possible. But it was possible and I did make it happen. What was more comfortable for me at the time was the idea of them spending November, 2014 in France. And that evolved into me spending three months here. And that evolved into me researching visas. And that evolved into me spending, you know, the summer of 2015 here and then moving here with a three-year visa in 2015. So I, you know, I had no idea that any of that uh, was going to happen Um but what a beautiful surprise. Don't forget to make room for surprises.: OK, mes amis? All right, my friends. Well, that is what I have learned as a female, American entrepreneur, entrepreneur in. France, specifically in Paris. But mind you, and you'll appreciate that now knowing more about my story, that's what I've learned where I am today. Um, I look forward to learning so much more as my adventure unfolds, as the French is Beautiful adventure unfolds. And I also look forward to sharing more of this with all of you. Thank you again for being on this call. I know many of you know me as your French teacher. Uh, thank you for, and those of you who don't know me as your French teacher, maybe now you're, you're simply getting to know me in, a, in the light of being an American entrepreneur in France. Thank you for being here. Um, you know, I really believe wholeheartedly that one of the reasons that uh, I'm here is to, uh, is to share and hopefully inspire. So thank you for um, giving me the chance to do that. Thank you for being part of the French is Beautiful Univers If you would like to keep more up with um, what I'm doing personally in my life here in France, you can do that on Instagram on The Paris Darling. If you're more interested in following the business and or learning French, you're welcome to do that on Instagram on French is beautiful. I wish you all a lovely, lovely Sunday. And I look forward to connecting with you very soon. Take care, mes amis. And remember that someone in Paris loves you.